for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Beautiful Contrasts of Life by Barbara Smith Imagine a beautiful scene where the sky is hazy and with a slight fog. There are hues of oranges and pinks on the horizon interspersed in the fluffy white clouds. Silhouettes of old tree stumps that are weathered by years of storms still stand tall, though jagged and rough. Is this description a sunrise or a sunset? I was describing a painting we had in the living room of our home when I was growing up as a child. I remember it vividly. I always thought it was beautiful, and it certainly was quite a conversation piece, and we never really concluded whether it was a sunrise or a sunset. A couple of days ago, we had a beautiful sunrise at our present house. It was exceedingly early, and though you could not see the sun, you could see the effects of it. The light of it could be seen with reds, oranges, and pinks spreading over the eastern sky, and a slight haze and fog filled the atmosphere. This is what reminded me of that wonderful painting we had over five decades ago. There are various reasons people buy specific pieces of art. Firstly, it catches their eye and gives them a feeling of appreciation in some way. It could be for the technique, the subject matter, or the colors. Secondly, a unique piece as we had could be used as a conversation starter or icebreaker for those visiting the home. Questions are posed regarding the picture such as, where did you get that beautiful piece? What is that painting of? What does it represent? Who is the artist? What made you decide to buy that specific piece and put it in that spot? There have been a myriad of famous artists over decades and centuries, and though they all share the same title and tools of their trade, the final product they offer is is vastly different. Pablo Picasso, though he did some portrait work, most of his pieces were inspired by his career in sculpture and theater design, and each piece embodying its own contrast. Michelangelo painted magnificent works on ceilings. Vincent van Gogh was a modern artist before his time, using bold brushstrokes to create recognizable scenes in a whimsical way and Rembrandt was a beautiful painter who could capture a face or scene with accuracy and detail and painted many portraits. His hands made him a human photographer, just to name a few. These date back to the early 1400s through the 20th century, and each had their unique style and interpretation of what a great painting should look like. These became recognizable over the years to those who appreciate and study art. But no matter how many are viewed, a favorite could be pointed out by all those who see them. 
Beauty is in the eye of the beholder and becomes a matter of taste, choice, and preference, not necessarily right or wrong. When dealing in fashion, color choices have always been a fascination to me. Back in the day, everything had to match, according to my mom, and be of the same variation and hue. However, now anything seems to be put together and is fair game. I was appalled the first time I saw someone wearing polka dots with plaid. It went against everything that I had been taught. However, it is very acceptable now. Fabrics used were always of the same style or weight. Now, we constantly hear people speaking of adding various textures to their outfits or decor. I have slowly been gaining an appreciation for this concept since the day I had a personal encounter with color. One day, while taking a break from my work schedule, I decided to lay down and swing on the tree swing we had recently purchased for the grandkids. Looking up on that sunny spring day through the bright green tree leaves and brown tree limbs to the sky that was crystal clear and blue, I had an epiphany. Every color can be used together because it is a part of nature that was created for us. Though they are contrasting, they are complementary to one another. They are not in competition. All of nature is this way, and everything works together. Within nature, there are seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall, which all have their uniqueness. Different colors are highlighted in each. However, creation never seems to clash. Therefore, using them in our patterns for fashion and our wardrobe choices seems very logical to me now. When it comes to decor, the same will apply. In choosing our color schemes, anything can work together. Keep in mind, everyone has differing tastes and that might dictate as to what they choose or not want to put in their homes, such as fabric colors and designs. Let me point out here that this does not make one right and one wrong. It is just simply personal preference. As human beings, we are all the same in that we all are robed in a physical human body, this temple, the earthen vessel that was created for us. We all have lungs to breathe with, hearts that pump our blood, organs in our body that are needed, and if we did not have any one of these, we would not be alive. However, we are all contrasting and different in many ways. Some are taller, shorter, bigger bones, smaller bone, and some thinner. Some may have green eyes and some may have blue or brown eyes. Then you have those with blonde hair, brown hair, black hair, or no hair. Some may have dark skin and some light and some with ears that stick out and some with tiny ears. We all talk, but it could be in different languages. However, these variations do not clash with one another, but can be quite complementary. Variety is the spice of life and makes good conversation pieces and icebreakers. It is the differences that bring something new and fresh to the canvas of life. They are to be celebrated and enjoyed. In this thing called the cycle of life, we will eventually have an epitaph which tells our story. We were born, have a dash in between, then it was appointed unto us to die. These are just facts, but what we do with the dash is what counts. As we mature into adults, we must all find a job to make money to survive and have a roof over our heads and have food to eat. In fact, when we were children, our parents did the exact same thing. In this way, we are all the same. However, we are all different in that we will not all engage in the same activities or the same job. Neither would we want this because we all have different personalities, interests, skills, talents, and therefore we are drawn to varying occupations. 
The contrasts and differences are complementary to one another. Since the pandemic of COVID-19 in 2020, which almost shut down the world, we have gained a deeper appreciation of the importance of these differences since employers are still finding it difficult in 2023 to find employees. At times, things may seem the same, but they are not. Why do we have shelves full of diverse types of breads? It is all bread, right? No, they're all the same, yet they are not. And they all sell because everyone wants something different, even though it is in the category of bread. Another example are differences in cake mixes. Yes, cake mixes. There may even be two cake mixes that say they are vanilla, yet they have different ingredients. We check the packaging carefully. This is especially important if people have allergies. They need to see if that one thing that they might be allergic to is in that mix. A car is a car, right? To me, they are red, yellow, black, or white. However, to my husband, who's looking at the same thing through a different mindset, they are Ford, Chevrolets, or Dodges. One looks sporty, one frumpy, and another rich, or another like a box. However, they all sell to someone whose taste matches the style, color, or model. A road is just a road, right? No, because there are two lanes, one lane, or six lane highways, gravel, asphalt, pleasant, or one scattered with potholes. However, the main difference is that they all go a different direction. I thank the Lord daily for GPS because I have no sense of direction. Imagine if everyone's occupation was a burger flipper or everyone was an engineer who would be the construction worker if everyone was a hairstylist who would be the farmer. We're all meant to be contrasting while in turn complementary. God has not called us to be cookie-cutter people or saints. He is the creator and has made us what and who we are the same but unique. He did not make a mistake. He will lead God and direct us as to where to go, what to do, and who to be if we will allow him to. He knows what is needed at any given time in the universe that he has made to keep the sky from falling. We should trust that he has our lives in control as well. Many times people have a specific calling to do or be a certain thing in life, especially those called to the ministry, yet they try to resist their calling. There could be various reasons for this. It may not seem glamorous enough. They don't think it's for them. They don't think they are worthy or they don't think they can do it. So many excuses can be found which stem mainly from their own insecurities, but none are justifiable in the eyes of God. The scripture states in Romans 11:29, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He is sovereign and he will not change his mind. He will give us what we need to accomplish, what he has called us to do. Philippians 4:13 states, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. The Apostle Paul said after many struggles in his life in 2 Corinthians 12:10, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. There may be those who think, the only thing I can do is construction work or flipping burgers. And these are not glamorous, and frankly, it's embarrassing. Therefore, they sit on the couch and do nothing. They become a liability to the state and a burden to their families. They have preconceived ideas of grandeur or what they might have wanted to be when they grew up, but could not achieve it, so they just 
quit trying we must be content with what god has given us and where god has planted us if god has given us talents and skills no matter how small or great we perceive them to be he wants us to be an asset and use them for his glory which will be to our gain we are part of the tapestry that he is weaving we are not in and of ourselves but a part of the whole Romans 14.7 states, For none of us lives to himself, and no man dies to himself. Paul the Apostle also had to be taught this lesson, which is entitled Humility. He was highly intelligent, well-known, and respected among his peers, well-bred, from a good family and stock, a Jew of Jews and a Greek of Greeks, but he had to be stopped in his tracks, and God pushed the refresh button on his life. He was a persecutor of the saints, but God was calling him to proclaim the gospel. Acts 9 verses 1 through 9 tells us his story, and Saul was breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired him letters to damascus to the synagogues that if he found any of the way whether they were men or women he might bring them bound unto jerusalem and as he journeyed he came near damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him saul saul why persecutest thou me and he saith who art thou lord and the lord said i am jesus whom thou persecutest it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks and he trembling and astonished said lord what wilt thou have me to do and the lord said unto him arise and go into the city and it should be told thee what thou must do and the men which journeyed with him stood speechless hearing a voice but seeing no man and saul arose from the earth and when his eyes were opened he saw no man but they led him by the hand and brought him into damascus and there he was three days without sight neither did eat nor drink after this encounter with the lord face to face his name was changed from saul to paul which in the hebrew means humble which changes identity occupation and direction in life when his vision was restored he saw everything through a different lens god replaced his arrogance and self-righteousness which made him full of hate with the righteousness of god who is love he began to achieve great things spiritually however it was not success as the world measures it he had struggles and trials in his new-found contrasting role in life and he had embraced the calling of god and stopped resisting it and kicking against the pricks there is no substitute for being in the will of god i have a painting hanging in our home now that my third daughter painted in high school one half represents daytime with the sun shining and a flower blooming and the other half depicts nighttime with the moon stars and dark sky over a gravestone if it was portrayed in a piece of art this is how the story of paul would appear a contrasting piece yet complementary god was in his life all along but the roles were flipped instead of murdering christians he became a teacher mightily used of god in modern art artists just drop a bucket or two of paint of various colors on a canvas and call it a painting but it has no rhyme reason no cohesiveness and tells no story however in our lives god always shows his handiwork with details and precision we must trust his process james four fifteen says for that ye ought to say if the lord will we shall live and do this or that 
James is stating that we should not tell God what we are going to do, but we should rather say, if this or that, if God allows it, then we will do whatever. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 state, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We are the paint on the palette of the artist of creation, and he is our creator. He is the potter, and we are the clay. Isaiah 43 verse 7 states, Every one that is called by my name, for I have created for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Isaiah 44.24 reaffirms this. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formeth thee from the womb. I am the Lord that made all things, that stretched forth the heavens alone, that spreads abroad the earth by myself. And Paul tells us in Romans 9 verses 20 through 21, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? We must trust his skillful eye, his judgment, and his decisions when it comes to the making of our lives. The First Lady, known affectionately as Lady Bird Johnson, started the movement to beautify America and help the habitat in 1965 by having bulbs and wildflowers planted along the roadsides. The Department of Transportation in many states do this as a way of bringing color and enjoyment to those who travel through their state. It is okay to be blue next to green or to be a cashier versus a lawyer. It is okay to be single or to be married, to have children or not have children. It is okay to be a wildflower rather than a rose in a rose garden. Your color, your presence, your contrasting element will bring sunshine to someone's life that will see it and appreciate what you have to offer no matter how contrasting you are to them. One flower may be planted specifically in a garden area by the hands of a loving gardener. Another flower may spring up from a seed that has been dropped by a bird. But either way, flowers bring color and joy wherever they are. You have heard the saying, opposites attract. It is because one's differences complement the other. One is strong in one area and weak in another, and vice versa. Light would not exist if there is no darkness, and youth could not be appreciated without witnessing the elderly. Life is filled with beautiful contrasts and variations. Our sameness as well as our differences should be celebrated and enjoyed daily. We must lay aside our worries of what others will think of us and embrace our uniqueness. David sang in the Psalm 139 verse 14, I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows right well. Darlene Sheck wrote a beautiful song called That My Soul Knows Very Well that is inspired by this song, and it exudes worship unto the Creator. It is definitely worth a listen. Go out today with a sweet aroma of praise and worship to the one who has made you just the way you are. It's a new day, always oh, a new time, and there's a new way. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.